to the E-Web Style Secrets of SEO Podcast. Yes, thank you for joining us for another fun-filled edition of our um, SEO podcast. My name is Chris Burris, owner of E-Web Style. And this is Paul Hansen, sales manager of E-Web Style. So we always have a theme, and today we're going to have... A, should, uh, should I say it? Yeah, go ahead yeah. and say yeah. it. A baby shaker podcast. Oh, we're gonna get in trouble for that. Why? Why? Why are we taking babies today? Well, uh, apparently, um, Apple had to apologize and retract the Heard about baby that. shaking software that they had on their uh, iPhone. So, <laughs> so app. Tell me this. So Apple wrote. Apple decided to write a program to shake babies. No, actually, there's another guy. The guy's name is. Oh, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but. Um, he, he, this guy wrote the software and the process for getting that software available to an iPhone is it's got to go through an approval process because they, you know, they don't want, you know, at the Apple store, they may not want, you know, pornography or something, yeah. games, or maybe they wouldn't want a baby shaker a baby game shaker there. That would be a good example. So someone <laughs> has to review this software, I assume, to make sure it's, uh, it's, uh, it's okay, it's, it's legitimate. And, and that it works, and that uh, you really want their name on it. And so whoever yeah. is in, in charge of that particular um, process mm-hmm. at Apple kind of dropped the ball. Cause and just got fired. You know, we here, we're a smaller company. We may do it for publicity. Uh, that's great. Apple doesn't really need the publicity, the baby shaker publicity. Um, it, so is it still up? Uh, I'm sure you can still get it. I don't believe it's on the uh, iPhone on store the, anymore. Is the Apple's not supporting it? I guess exactly. Probably a good decision. Yeah, I think I think it is, and it's kind of one of those things, you know. Uh, we were talking about some of the things that Obama said recently. Like, you know, oh, this is Special Olympics. Yeah. yeah, this is just one of those things. You know, you play it, I'll play it. It's funny. Yeah, you just at home with your friends. Yeah, yeah. you just wouldn't want the president playing it on national hey, TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Obama say? Oh, man, I got this new baby shaker software for my iPhone. <laughs> man, man, he's over in the corner with his iPhone, shaking it, and it's crying, and then it goes silent. <laughs> Oh, wow. President, you shook it too much. <laughs> well, thanks, Apple. We appreciate you giving us a good laugh. <laughs> All right. Well, straight to our podcast, or now to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk. We were talking last time about competitive analysis, and we want to keep uh, talking about competitive analysis. Uh, we were just having a little discussion before this. Like, when would you want to do competitive analysis? We don't do too much competitive analysis because it really is a process of. That's what you we did long ago, so we understood what it took to get to the first page. So we had a good feel about inbound links, meta tags, uh, backlinks, you know, internal structure, all of those things. Um, we educated ourselves on and researched, uh, you know, by, via competitive analysis. And so we don't do competitive analysis very much anymore. I, you know, I'm sure if a customer came to us and said. All I want from you is competitive analysis. We put you know something amazing together because we know what to look for, uh, and the final product that we would we would give them really would be more about what they need to do on their own site mm-hmm. to convert traffic that they already get. Because that's what we see more often than not. We we're I mean we see the we see everything. We see horrible websites, and I know oh, yeah. a lot of them don't even come across my desk. You deal with those, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we see horrible websites. We see decent websites that still need a lot of improvement. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we see good websites that still need a lot of improvement. You know, we see decent websites with bad traffic. We see bad, bad websites with good traffic. Mm -hmm. You know, we see everything. And when it boils down to it, you want good traffic, good site. And a good site really means a site that converts or generate some sort of call to action. Yes. So, um, in the vein of continuing competitive analysis, and last time we didn't get very far in our list, right? We just talked about number you know, one. Yeah, number one. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> keywords and competitive analysis of keywords, and we covered a little bit of software on that. Um, what we're going to talk about now uh, is is backlink analysis, and there there are software packages out there. You can actually do this manually if you go into Google. And you type in link and then colon and then a website, uh, you'll get the backlinks to that website. And that's the backlink is all the websites other than your own that link to that particular page. Um, and that can be really valuable. We, from time to time, use a software here uh, called Advanced Link Manager. It's, the, uh, it's put out by the same company that does um, the advanced, advanced web, web rank, rank that we use. So... Um, it's good, and I'm just looking at a quick little sample here. Some important things to look at when you're looking at um, backlinks is you want to look at uh, relevancy. So, uh, you know, again, if uh, we've got a great um, web design and development website, and one of our backlinks is Joe the Plumber, mm -hmm. we like that, but it's not relevant. Of course. And relevant terms make a lot more sense. And that goes back to, you know, if you've listened to our podcast, you've heard us talk about how the link to your home page shouldn't just be home mm -hmm. because Google sees the word home being the link and says, oh, this page is about home, which it's actually not about home. It's actually about, in our case, web design and development. So a link on our website to our home page is actually going to be you know, website and development. We'll probably have home also, and we have home specifically because people are used to it and know how that means to get to the front front page. But we're also for the purpose of Google and and search engine is going to have a link to web design and development that links back. So the same thing on Joe the Plumber's website. You know, if it does say something like you know Houston SEO or Houston Web Design and Development or whatever, then that link becomes significantly more valuable. It also get, becomes more valuable for a couple of reasons when it's actually inside. You know, maybe somebody's put together an article about. Web, web design and development, and they included our link. Um, because that article is about web design and development, and we're in Houston, maybe they, maybe they had links to, you know, different, it, it's a Texas article writing mm -hmm. website, and they had different links to different web design and development companies in Texas, so one in Houston, one in San Antonio, and they choose the web style. Um, that has a lot of value because, one, the people reading that article are interested in web design and development in Texas, and so then there's a link back to us. That's, that's incredibly valuable, and that can just give you traffic right away. The other is Google sees the relevancy of the terms on the page and the fact that it links back to our website and gives that backlink more credibility. So, um, so, you, so, so backlinks can, I mean, uh, getting more backlinks can be very beneficial to your website. Uh, as long as it's relevant, and correct me if I'm wrong, backlinks can also be harmful to your website if they're not relevant or if you're linking to people that are not, uh, just if, if it's not done the right way, I guess. Well, relevant is the, is the right term. And so, again, that would be uh, along the lines of Google, Google will track things like, say, say, if you were um, 
an unscrupulous pornography peddler website, and you decided that uh, you wanted to go after the keyword web design and development. It would be a foolish choice, but you decided to do this. So now what you're trying to create is backlinks to your pornography website, which say things like um, you know web design and development Houston, and it links back to that website. So that's clearly not relevant because the information on the website is pornography, and the link going back to it is not. So that would be an, a, you know, a very uh, easy-to-understand example of a non-relevant backlink. And you can actually be penalized for that. That's not, you know, Google recognizes that the page, is, uh, the page that the link's coming from is one set of information, and it links back, and it's a totally different set of inf- information. So you definitely can be penalized yeah, for and that. there's one one thing that I know for sure you can be or not pen, you, I'm not sure if you can be penal, actually I am sure you can be penalized for it but this is just something I don't like to see when you go to a website and they have a link on from their homepage that says links and you click on the links page and it's just a page full of random links that this particular owner likes maybe they're his buddies or just pages he likes to go to but it'll be a page maybe uh, a real estate link, it'll be his favorite music link, a link to just random, random, maybe a link for his church, just random, random links. Uh, I don't see it as much as you used to, like in the early days of the internet, but I still do see it, and it is it just, I, I don't ever go to those pages. Well, so I can tell you're a little new to the industry, because you, <laughs> you noticed it mm-hmm. before. The reason you did that is when it first came out that Google... Um, was uh, was giving credibility to to links to backlinks. You would just set up a links page, mm-hmm. and you would send an email to anybody with a, a, a moderately reasonable website, and you would add as many links as possible to them from your links page and from them to your web page. And that gave that actually did give you some advantage. Um, and as you've noticed, people don't do that as much anymore. Um, I think the other issue there is that you know the owner's putting up his favorite links yeah. is kind of um, the web wasn't that professional, if you will. It was kind of a way for if you were a little bit technical, you could put a website for your business, and it was a way for you to express your 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 express your yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so your you know your favorite pet link is is kind of you just expressing yourself, yeah. and then all of a sudden you realize that it's not, uh, you yeah. know, now it's no longer professional, it's Ex- a business. Exactly, your pet link has absolutely nothing to do with your plumbing company. And there's still people who use it. Um, in fact, right up the street, we can almost see the building, is a, is a company called HostGator, and they're one of the largest hosting companies on the planet, I yeah. believe. And uh, right here in Houston, Texas, believe it or not, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And he's got a hobby, which is an, which is an interesting hobby. He'll dress up as a bum, <laughs> he'll go on the street, and he'll he'll basically beg for money, and then he'll post his results. And it's you know ten fifteen dollars an hour, right? Yeah. yeah I re- <laughs> so now this is a little frustrating for me because now every time I'm driving around my office, I'm like trying to recognize the bum and is it the CEO <laughs> of HostGator and you know do I roll down my window and ask if I can get a special on a reseller program should I ask him for some money uh, exactly because you know. he's he's definitely <laughs> loaded um I th- again I think that's a very interesting experiment I love I love psychology and sociology things like that and I wouldn't see a problem if he had linked from his business's webpage 
to his personal web page about this story. Yeah. Um, what he's doing there, in my opinion, is not right because he's turned his business website into a personal expression. And, um, you know, some people get a kick out of it. You know, maybe most of his clients are nerds and they love it and, yeah. th- and that's great. And then it, so it's actually catering to his market. Um, but when you're one of the largest in the world, I doubt that your customer base is, ex- well, there's no way your customer base is exclusively, you know, these kind of geeks who like to intermix business and pleasure mm-hmm. or business and computer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, my druthers in that situation would be, and my recommendation would be, hey, you should take keep that up there. I think mm-hmm. that's great, and there's no problem people knowing the CEO participates in these kind of uh, sociological experiments, um, but it's not part of your business. And it's, it's not relevant at all yeah. to what you do uh, to your business, so why have a link to it on your business website? Uh, so far, I have not seen him on the street. I'm still looking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would do if I saw him, but I don't know. I'd throw out some technorati jargon yeah. and drive off. I wouldn't give him a dime. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Can you sign this? Yeah. this check <laughs> or whatever, something. Um, so that's just you know a, a, a brief discussion about relevancy and kind of my own uh, musings about you know what what do you really want to do with your with your website and again uh, from our perspective this is what we'll get if if he were our client I would tell him exactly that and he might say you know what I like it there and we would help him put it there yeah. because it's not you know at the end of the day he would be our customer um, and, and you know we're just supposed to give the input the expertise that we feel is the right thing to do, uh, voice our opinions, and then do what exactly what the client wants. So uh, I think that's the way to do business. Yeah. You know, if you disagree with it, if you agree with it, you know, throw it out there, and then uh, once once the decision's made, everybody grabs the baton and goes in the same direction. So that's how we do things here. Um, uh, some of the stuff that you want to look on backlink analysis are actually like the Google rank. So you can imagine that a link from MSN dot com to ewebstyle dot com has a lot of value. Uh, Google says, "Wow, this is a really impressive website in terms of traffic and and uh, how many people use it." MSN and it's linking to this other website, so that gives a lot of credibility. And this is just logical, right? Mm-hmm. It gives a lot of credibility if you've got you know three links, one from MSN, CNN, and NBC coming to your website, then. Whatever's happened, you're probably doing a pretty big. You're 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 doing it well. So that's a that's definitely something that Google does. So when you're looking, if you're doing a competitive analysis, you want to see. Uh, and this software we use, Advanced Link Manager, actually does show you the links that come back to your website and their rank. So that's uh, that's important. You want to definitely want to look at uh, Google Rank. I think it's great that they include the rank because. If by looking at their rank, you can see if you want to pick someone with a high rank or with a good ranking. If you link to uh, your next door neighbor asks you for a link and you know he has a bad ranking for his website, you might want to think twice about you know link giving him a link or because that could actually that could have a negative effect on your scores. So you want to um, you know really pick and choose who you, who you give links to and who. Uh, who gives you backlinks and who you give links to? Well, that's a you bring up a very a very good point because um, in the old days it was understood that having links out of your website weren't 
of any value. And that's actually changed now. So when you do have outlinks to other relevant information, and again, from Google's perspective, they really want on the first page those websites which are the best information source for what you're looking for, mm -hmm. right? Most relevant. Exactly. And so you can imagine a really good information source would actually have links to Wikipedia. Here's the same thing on Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Here's the same thing, you know, some relevant articles at MSN. Here's some re relevant articles there. So Google has start, started giving um, bonus points, if you will, or giving some credibility to those websites and their outbound links. So if you are linking outbound to relevant and powerful sources, and when I say powerful, I just mean you know high Google rank sources, uh, then then that's very valuable. So mm -hmm. as opposed to the old days when it was okay, only get inbound links and try not to give outbound links. Well, you may still want to do that, but what you really want to do is make sure that your outbound links are going to you know powerful and relevant sources. So that's that's really good. Um, so what we have next is, uh, do, so you think we covered that good enough? Yeah. I yeah. Think we're, I think we're good on links. All right. Next we're going to discuss, and we'll discuss this briefly. It's meta tags. This is something really easy. When you see a website that's, uh, right there on the first page of Google, it's real easy to get in there and see their meta, uh, meta tags. And if you're not experienced on this, you don't know exactly what you're doing. Uh, all you need to do is in, in IE pull up the web page. Right-click not on any images, but on any text or white space on that web page, and view source. Somewhere in the top, you know, three percent of that web page's source code, because that's going to show you mm -hmm. the source code. Uh, you're going to see meta tags, and you're going to look for description. You're going to look for title. You're going to look for keywords. Um, the amount of times that that particular website in their meta tags has those particular keywords is what you're kind of looking for. And we, we were talking about that, some of the analysis that it will do, uh, the software does is, um, and that was uh, web position gold, mm -hmm. will actually, you know, map out, you know, what is, what is recommended in terms of the number of words and how much relevancy should your keywords have, uh, or per percentage-wise should your keywords have in in rel relationship to the number of words in the yeah. title and the keyword and and those things. So and was that the last podcast? I think that was the last I podcast think so as well. So yeah. if you're not sure, just listen to podcast fourteen. It's actually fourteen. Yeah, okay. in podcast fourteen, you will hear us talk about it being podcast thirteen. Okay, <laughs> it was actually fourteen, but it was actually fourteen. So that makes this one fifteen. This is fifteen this is podcast. 15. Yeah, check out fourteen if you're just you're kind of confused about um, that software. We we run through the whole thing. Yep, and uh, and you can you can actually get those podcasts. You can listen to them. On our blog directly, and to get to our blog, you can go to www.e-webstyle.com. Uh, on there, there's a blog link, or you could type ewebstyle.com, and yes, they can leave out the hyphen. We actually yeah. have that <laughs> domain as well. Um, so you could go to ewebstyle.com slash techinfo. That's T-E-C-H-I-N-F-O, uh, and that gets right to our right to our blog. Uh, on there, you've got all the podcasts. You can listen to them right there from our blog, or um, you can subscribe to us over at uh, at iTunes. So, yeah. um, lots of options there. Now, here's a quick question for the new guy, or the, the new person is probably asking, why do I need meta tags? Or why are they important to my website? Well, um, they used to be 
really important, and they're they're less important now than they used to be. Um, I can tell you for sure the description can be very important, specifically because Google, when it displays you as one of its results for a search, will often use the description in its description of that website. So you do a search for web design and development, up comes eWeb style, and it says web design and development, and then it's got a short little description under it. You know, each of them do. That often comes from the meta tag description. So for that reason, you you know you don't want to, you know you're you you do not want in your description, uh, you know we we are not comfortable doing web design. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or something just completely unrelated. Yeah. So you want that's a it's another opportunity to pitch. So you want your your meta tag descriptions to be pretty good. Um, so it's a good idea to have a description tag. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the crazy thing is, I'd probably say that ninety percent of the sites that I take a look at are people that are interested in, in SEO don't have that. They don't have meta tag. Any meta tags, yeah. not just descriptions. They don't have any. And I'm like, okay, well, there's there's where we need to start. That's it's you know, and it's a number one. short, simple uh, thing to throw up there. So, you know, you really should spend the time to do it. It's not, it's not that much effort. You really, you know, you should, ha- you should have for your business um, some succinct selling points. And so those types of selling points are what you really should have in your meta tag description. So um, I can give you an example. One of our clients that we got, they do phone systems here in Houston. And, um, you know, one of their high value um, keywords, if you will, is phone system repair or in a, in a particular case, ESI is a particular type of phone uh, or Nortel. And so if, if, if a user in Houston went and typed Nortel phone repair Houston, what are they probably looking for? They're probably looking for a Nortel phone system somewhere in Houston. Probably, and how to repair it. Yeah, and so they're to trying repair. to find a company how how to repair it. So when they're lo- when they look for that, what I suggested to them and what we've implemented is that the description meta tag actually has their phone number in it. So when that first page Google result comes up and they're on it because mm-hmm. they are because they work with us. Yeah. That's just, that's just <laughs> how it goes. They're number one. <laughs> um, the description has their phone number in it right away. So the user who's possibly in a state of panic because his phone system ah, isn't working. Ah, my phone working. system went out. I need somebody yesterday. Boom. He doesn't even have to go to their website to get their phone number. He can dial straight from that first Google results page. And I think that's that's valuable. You know, that's a, that's you were asking, you know, what is the value? Mm-hmm. There's a, an incredibly valuable. I, and I like that because it makes it as easy as possible for them to find their phone, to get in touch with a Nortel Houston phone repair company. Because yep. the number is right there in their description tag. There's no, there's no issues, yeah. right? You don't, you don't have to think twice. So that's that's meta tags. Um, a, a number of years ago, we probably would have spent a lot more time on meta tags. I mean, we did with the analysis on the last podcast. Um, meta tags just aren't as important as they used to be. Um, what's more important is the content on your website. So that's the other thing that if you're doing a competitive analysis, um, you, you really want to look at the content for the website. You know, what do your competitors talk about? Are they talking about things? And, and we're about to launch a total redesign of our website. Ground floor up. Because, you know, we're kind of like, I don't know if everybody knows, you know, the car mechanic that you go to always drives 
P-O-S car. And the reason he does is because he doesn't get paid to fix his car. Of course. And he knows what he can get away with. (laughs) Right? He knows that little rattle in the back right of the car isn't going to leave him stranded somewhere, so he doesn't bother to fix it. Um, We're kind of the same way here. We don't get paid to fix our website. Uh, but we're we're growing as a company, and we're at the point where it's time to spend time and make that website, and and really to implement everything that we do for our clients, and we see great success with them. We need to start implementing that for us. So we're going to do a total redesign of our of our website, and with that redesign, we're going to start on the keywords, and uh, with the keywords. Um, you start, you create the structure, you don't even do any graphics, we really don't even do much layout, and and then we start, we're going to start building it from the ground up. Um, so that's uh, the text, the time we spend on the text of our website is going to be some of the most valuable because the text is pitch. And, and again, it goes back to ABC, always be closing. Mm-hmm. Everything on our website is going to be about closing customers. Um, giving them information, giving them all the information about us and how we do business. And, you know, this podcast is a great example of us sharing information, sharing with the community and, and also providing, you know, Hey, this is how we do our business. This is, we're world-class experts in what we do. And this is how we do business. That's my cell phone. Sorry about that. It was, uh, supposed to be drowned before we started. (laughs) Um, so, uh, all of that is, is how we start that from, from the ground up. Um, the next thing that you want to look at for competitive analysis is actually site structure. Um, and what site structure is, you may remember we talked about um, Google PageRank. And remember, mm-hmm. PageRank page comes from Larry Page, founder of Google, Google. not actually from web page. The actual page, <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of cool that it works out that way. Um, so we, we talked about Google PageRank. And we mentioned that you can actually improve. There's there's a the highest value that you can create for your website in terms of links, internal links. Okay, I do remember you, that. You can you can improve it to a certain point, and your overall pages yeah. can have a maximum page rank, and you can never exceed that maximum page rank. But improper linking can reduce can your page decrease rank. Decrease your page rank. That's right. So internal site structure is actually something that is. Very important. It's important for um, Google PageRank yeah, or of course. Larry PageRank, we can call it. <laughs> um, so, so that's something that uh, that is very important. You want to look at it from that SEO perspective, of course. That's why you're here listening to this podcast. You also want to look at it from a convenience. Do your customers are you, are your customers able to find what they're looking for? Because if they're not able to find what they're looking for because your link structure is you know back to front then you need to work on your website just for your customer's ease of usability. Um, there and if your website's not easy to use, they're probably not going to go to it again. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're going to bounce. They're going to leave your website. Yeah, bounce. That's, a, that's the forbidden word, yeah. bounce. <laughs> that's what you don't want them doing. You don't want them coming and, you know, maybe, they, maybe you've run, written some great copy and the first two paragraphs of your webpage really sell them and they're ready. Wow, I want to buy and they can't find a buy button. Yeah. And oh it, gosh. They'll spend like you know ten seconds. You probably have ten seconds for them to find that buy button. And if they can't find it, bounce. Yeah, they're gone. They're bouncing. They, so now they're all enthused. You got them all excited about the whole process of whatever it is that you're selling, and they go to the next uh, company in the Google list and buy. 
because yeah. the buy button's right there. So, um, it, it, and again, that uh, we're, we're, there's a theme. I think there's a theme that keeps coming up, and it's this call to action. Call to right? yeah, I was, that was in my head too. I was right. Like, so we've call to action. So we've got this uh, couple of themes. Keywords are huge. Content is huge. Calls to action mm-hmm. are are right up there. Right. You know, they kind of fall in line. Um, if you don't have calls to action, then you know people are just looking at your pretty web pages, and that's not your goal. Yeah. That's not what you're really after. Um, and so, there, you know, there are a lot of things that we've covered. And I think that some people are out there thinking, "Oh, well, you, th- you said keywords are important. You said meta tags are important. You said this and that, and then so everything is important." And and really, it's it's all you need to do it all. And so if well, the point I'm trying to get across is, um, if you don't have time to do all of this, call a professional SEO company. Because if you don't have time to sit and one learn the industry and figure out what's what you need to do. Call a professional company and they'll call eWebStyle and we'll do it for you. Exactly. Um, and we do this over time. You know, our, our SEO programs are uh, on a month-to-month basis. So we're working on each one of these. And, and, you know, we won't necessarily work on your calls to action from day one, but we would like to sit with you either on the six-month or the one-year anniversary and say, okay, now we've improved your search engine placement. We've improved your traffic. What are we doing with that traffic? Are we taking that traffic are we utilizing fundamental calls to action, and are we converting that traffic? Are we enabling you guys to work with that traffic? So um, that's what we do. That's what we like to do here. Uh, we've actually come to the end of our podcast. We almost got through our today's list. So we'll, um, we're going to end the podcast here. We'll uh, thank you guys for listening. This is uh, great that you come and talk to us. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to send to us, you can email them to us at podcast at e-webstyle.com. We love your comments. We're, we're getting comments here and there. Uh, we'd like more. We'll address your questions right here on our podcast. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. And this is Paul Hanson. Bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. She's gonna set me free In my